Welcome to another edition of Upright Citizens. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, your base-centric stop for all things base and then some, mm-hmm. right? I just came up with that, by the way. I didn't practice that. Hello, Especially hello. the end some and then yeah. some. Yes. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. all right. You know, that's Bob. Bob DeBoo on the other end there. And uh, my name is Ruben Rogers. Uh, this is our second installment of uh, Base Standards Uh I guess we call it based on this part two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and we just, you know, want our uh, crowd or crowd, our listeners to know more about, you know, standards from the base chair, uh, you know, iconic baselines, I guess you can say that uh, have, you know, been part of the jazz tradition for, for a long time. Um, and every, Jazz bassists should know, not just bassists, actually. Any any uh instrumentalist should know these 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 songs and uh, these bass lines. And, and it's just one of those things. I guess we could just say, uh, if you hear this bass line, you know that song. Simple as oh, that, yeah. right? That's, so that's why, why that's why it's so bass centric. And uh, well, the, the first it, one, sorry, the bass lines are, I'm sorry, Ruben. The, the, I was thinking about how there's the there's the onus on bass players that we're supposed to know the melodies mm. of all the songs that we play too, right? And I think the melodic melodic players they should know these bass lines too just in the go. same sense do you know what i mean so it's point. part of the composition i just thought i'd interject that please no please. doubt shoot thank you man i mean then that's why you're here man so make sure you keep me straight give me a keep me in order um <clears throat> let's start with all blues all right yeah. uh it's like i said in the last podcast you know this miles davis and his compadre, you know, compatriots, compadres, whatever. I don't know. I, did, am I saying that right, Bob? You know, it's you true. Know, yeah, it's Matthew. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All right. <clears throat> you, they always come up, you know, with any anything iconic. It seems like, right? <laughs> we hold on to these uh, these gems for you know many years to come. And uh, and this particular uh, recording I'm going to play comes from. You know, the iconic recording of uh, "Kind of Blue." Mm. Um, it's it's a it's a legendary session. Uh, uh, what's so interesting about the session for me, especially, uh, is that th- these musicians, these legendary musicians, knew very little uh, um, about these compositions they were about to play. Mm. And for them, that's why I think it's so, you know, such a legendary and, you know, important album to know that, I mean, what we're hearing, I mean, still to this day, many people can't play, you know, to this level, this, this, this clear, the clarity that they have in their, in their solos and on their heads, it's, it's, it's Every second bit of to it. none, right? Every bit um, of it. You know, I love the commitment that PC, Paul Chambers has to this bass line. Mm-hmm. Even with all the prowess that he has on the instrument, he's just very dedicated to this line almost all the way through this through this this whole track. All the track it's kind of it's kind of interesting how it is, right? I, when I had to when I listened with fresh ears, I was like, "Wow, I'm so used to hearing PC kind of like doing this thing all over." But he was just like, "This is what it is. Here it is. Baseline is this. Boom, boom." You know, of course, I'm sure you hear it hear him play this a year later. It's a whole another thing, you know, sure, because sure. it also was a very new for him uh mm-hmm. new for the whole group um one more thing uh, or two other notes that i like about this this track uh is that uh miles is uh 
very root centric, I like to call it root centric, mm-hmm. especially on the third chorus or so. Uh, like the, uh, how can I say, the importance of phrasing and just playing something simple and soulful and meaningful is 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 sometimes a lost art, especially when once we are able to play a lot of notes, mm-hmm. and and it's so uh, easy to just to kind of like. So lay back a little bit and just play something simple and beautiful. And Miles was, was a you know icon in, in, in this, you know, in doing that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one other thing about it, about this, I love the way they, I won't play the whole track, but you'll hear they have like an eight bar vamp in between each solo kind of sets ah. up the next, the next solo. This right. is something I just probably, you know, with fresh ears, I realized, oh, shoot. I didn't remember them doing that before. We're so used to people like, all right, I'm finished. Oh, is it my turn? Okay, it's, right, I'm right. ready to solo, you know? But they were like, no, let's wait. And I think if you play this on a jam session, yeah, that might not happen, right? Because oh, everybody's probably, eager to move on to the next never. solo. <laughs> almost I think, never. I think yeah. something to listen for too here too, if you're not uh, yet familiar with all blues or this recording, is listen when it goes to the four chord. Right, what Paul, playing, what Paul plays when it goes to the four chord. There you go. And and you keep your ears open because the bass line doesn't transpose, mm-hmm. right? But the harmony mm-hmm. does, and it's a blues for lack of a better term. It's all yes. blues, right? Yes. With a yes. slightly different turnaround yes. in there too. You no know, slight turnaround. It's just D seven sharp eleven E flat seven. Mm-hmm. Sharp, sorry, sharp nine, not sharp eleven. Sharp nine. Right, right, yes, Ruben. Yes. Get it right, Ruben. That's it. Hello, <laughs> details. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, we just oh, play no. the roots, right? We just play the roots. Yeah. yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> you know, definitely the jazz piece wrote into the OS. But anyway, here we are. All <laughs> blues. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, Bill Evans on on piano. Yeah. Uh, great Jimmy Cobb on drums. Mm. Miles Davis, obviously, on trumpet. John Coltrane on tenor. And uh, Cannonball Adley on, mm. on alto. And, of course, the legendary is the most soulful Mr. Paul Chambers mm-hmm. on bass. Thank you. 
iconic all blues, right? So beautiful. Yeah. How many uh, times have you heard that, Ruben? <clears throat> I, don't know, I don't know. Maybe fifty thousand. Maybe no. 50, maybe uh, two, maybe fifty-two thousand. Fifty-two thousand. Yes. Something like that. Yeah. Let me oh, look at my man. ticker. <laughs> Yeah, fifty-two. Yeah, oh. <laughs> and that's a, that's another one you mentioned last episode, the previous bass standards, about hearing something new every time you hear certain recordings, like the four and more recording, and yes. that still happens to me on Kind of Blue, and it's just right. so so beautiful. This time mm-hmm. I was noticing Jimmy Cobb, especially just yeah. the space that he's leaving in his mm-hmm. in his, his accompaniment and his comping. Yeah. I'm just like yeah. that is brilliant like utterly yeah. brilliant you know yeah it's so beautiful so wonderful uh the next uh example or rendition of this song <clears throat> uh i'm very much into trying to give our living legends or living musicians whatever you want to call them mm-hmm. uh, their flowers while they're living right you know um you know just as much as these iconic uh, albums that we present we want to you know, definitely present things from people that we can go and see. Uh, hopefully, obviously, when as things open up, which looks is happening a lot, you know, thankfully, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, in the next months or so. Uh, this is the SF Jazz Collective. Um, I'm very fortunate to know most of these. Actually, I know all of them or have worked or broke bread with most of these these, these musicians. Mm-hmm. And um, they did an album, um, well, obviously this this collective has gone through different configurations over the years but this particular album was from 2016 they did a uh album called uh, the music of miles davis uh mm. and and original compositions you know it was i guess it was yeah it was recorded at sf jazz center in 2016 i'm figuring they had a few shows and they recorded them mm. um <clears throat> uh it's featuring miguel zanano alto saxophone david david sanchez on uh tennis saxophone sean jones and trumpet trumpet robin eubanks trombone warren wolf on vibraphone ed simon on piano uh matt Pemmin, big up to my man matt mm. on bass and uh the great obed calavera on drums uh this is um a com- uh, sorry, an arrangement of All Blues by Ed Simon. And for, yours, for y'alls that don't know, uh, SF Jazz is known f- to, you know, for to, to have some serious arrangements. These guys are go, go nuts. They're like, almost like they're nuking each other out to, to get the best, you know, and the most complex yeah, <laughs> arrangement. Yeah. I mean, I might get black from that. Somebody might, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know see me down the street and punch me but it is what it is it, it it's 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 but it's incredible it's kind of, it's it's arranging and compositions uh at a very high level you know uh, uh it's the, it's the cv wonder album that they that they put out yeah. just bl- still blows my mind it's incredible yeah it's yeah. like uh, you know you know i mean of course they've gotten you know some flag that like, like shoot maybe it's are y'all trying to just do it for yourselves? You do it for oh. people, whatever. But <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, this is from some of the you know some of the members over the years. But I say, stay true to what you do, and they do it well, very well. So for those who don't know uh, of this album, you can check it out. Uh, as I said, it's uh, let me make sure I get it up here for y'all. Yeah, SF Jazz Collective. I just named everyone on there: the music of Miles Davis and original compositions. Uh, and uh, let's go ahead and, and uh, do this Ed Simon arrangement of all blues. All right. Okay. 
work on your law, Ruben. Work on your law. Get your stuff together.
I'm gonna have to let y'all go ahead and check out that album, right? <laughs> the rest is killing it, but it's a this is a long one. <laughs> That's okay. a 12, 13 minutes song right there. And they uh. get they get loose, they get loose. So, I mean, you talk about what I think what the kind of blues are 1959, 1960 in that range, and yeah, what but 40 or 50 years, what for almost 50 years later. <laughs> this is this what is how this, this tune has evolved. The beauty yeah. of this music, the beauty of this music the same song just you know 50 years later almost right. yes yes indeed <laughs> I, just, man, i'm over here with goosebumps i'm kind of speechless <laughs> yeah right i'm gonna go hear all, all of that again <laughs> oh gosh oh. it's like yeah that album is it's incredible incredible musician. i want incredible you band. know it would be mm-hmm. something else to hear hear any anybody in that original recording paul chambers miles davis any of the cats to hear that i what if they could have heard that arrangement? Like, what would be their reaction, you know, to see right. where it's gone, like where it's evolved to? Man, the jaws I, be dropped. I'm <laughs> sure. They'd be like, that's some hip shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Gotta be. I mean, oh, yep, that's yep. Yeah. yeah, incredible. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so the, 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 it's typically in six, eight, right? But, right. But the right. majority of that, the baseline is still that's happening. Right. The base, the base. Yes. Uh, line yeah. that's happening except it's happening in a different meter five. in five it's happening in five right it was in five most of the time then they you know the turn around times they go the turn around they go to six six and then they go back to five for most yeah. of the, most of the time it's in five you know yeah but it's it's just deceiving at first if you know know the baseline like, oh wait what what wait right uh-huh. you want okay you, you want it to be something and then it's something else right <laughs> yeah and they and they play it effortlessly right exactly. like, it was like yeah this is like four four whatever yep uh, <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the thing. I mean, it just sounds like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Like they're just having a ball in five. Nothing, yeah. you know, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. We can Love do it. this all day. <laughs> Beautiful. That was a great arrange, great arrangement. Mm-hmm. Great cut for all blues. Did, did you have any other recordings of all blues that you wanted to do? No, I want to oh, pass okay. the torch on to you. Man. There's a lot they, of they, there's a yeah, lot they, of them out they there. dropped they dropped the mic. They were like, you know what, you shouldn't. You know, yeah, Ruben, you shouldn't file anything after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a little note. I got a little note from old bad saying that yeah, if you can put this, don't don't put nothing on you. No need to. No need to. Period. Conversation. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take the the ball now and mm-hmm. go into we're talking about bass standards, which are mm-hmm. tunes that you know bass players need to know, and especially we need to know some of the we need to know the bass lines that are involved right. in these compositions, right? right. Just to get back to right. it, like, all blues, you have to know that bass line. Yeah, it's right. just a given. You got to. And if you don't, somebody will teach it to you immediately or listen to the recording. <laughs> Same with this you know. next composition, which is Red Clay. Mm. Freddie Hubbard's great composition, Red Clay. I want to play a few different versions of that and a little evolution of what happened with Red Clay mm. too, how it got it, you know, uh, adopted into uh, hip hop culture, and uh, we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute, but we want to start off with Red Clay. This is um, a, just a ubiquitous, especially jam session tune. You got to know Red Clay, and it uh, was made famous by Freddie Hubbard on the album of the same name, entitled Red Clay, from 1970. And this is with Ron on electric bass. Ron, excuse me, I don't need to be too formal. This is the great Ron Carter on, ele- on electric bass. I apologize. I do, uh, with Joe Henderson, George Benson on this cut, uh, Herbie Hancock and Lenny White. Again, super group. Uh, it's, it's just, you have to, if you haven't heard it. There is a, an extended intro, so I'm going to try to cut past the intro. 
I'm going to have to dig around for it a little bit here. So apologies for, for digging to it. I don't have the exact... Ruben is giving me the, the eyes right now. He's like, Bob. No, actually, I was thinking what you just said, how you don't want to be so formal, but it's crazy how iconic he is, right? Like you can just say his first name and people are like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like if you said, Her- you said Herbie, nobody thinks you're talking about anybody else. But right, Herbie- right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's even more, you know, if you're talking it, obviously, in a musical sense, that you say Ron. Yes. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, the Ron is a very common name, but it could that can transcend all kinds of. But you know, true. Yeah. Herbie's Ron, a little less less common. You I know, know Ron, yeah. Ron play. You like you're not you're not thinking you know you're not thinking <laughs> any other dude, anything, anybody else. I hope not. You know? Anyway, go ahead. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, let's let this run. There is an an intro, and I'm going to dig through it just real quick to get to the baseline here. It's a soulful intro, though. I love this intro. You know what? We're going to let it play.
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I, I I just realized while we were listening, I had never seen a picture of Ron with an electric bass in his hand. Is that I, right? Yeah. So I, of course, I had to go ahead and Google it, and, and I, you know, it's been around Carter Electric Base, and there's actually only one picture. <laughs> actually, no, there's two, but there's, I'm looking there's, the, there's huh? some video. There's some video of him playing electric bass. Oh yeah. You hit up okay. YouTube. I can't remember who he's playing with, but right. it's uh, I think it's just duo even. He's playing some really some electric bass, and it's super grooving. But it's it's uh, it's more like a pop uh, or like a like a soul R and B singer okay. i remember i just can't remember who it is yeah but of course he played bass he played electric bass with all kinds of people roberta flack yeah. you know there's a long history of him playing electric bass yeah and and uh but and that track is especially like right where we ended it there too you could hear freddie hubbard quoting the the melody of the changes that they're using for the solo which is sunny of course mm. oh, uh, okay which is yeah. where they go with this because that was mm. i think that was a hit that was just happening We'd have to go back and look a little deeper into that to see where the timeline falls mm. for you know that track because that was a hit for sure. Uh-huh. As mm. was Red Clay, it was a huge yes. hit. Mm. Um, but a couple things that come to mind is uh, you know the the baseline, of course, it's iconic, mm. but it mm. evolves. It's a living, breathing thing, right? If you think yes. about you know a lot of uh, like we just heard all blues, the original version, and Paul mm. is like laying down that baseline. Like mm. it's like, that's it. There are some slight fluctuations, but in this one, we're hearing, uh, you know, uh, Ron evolve, Mr. Ron Carter, evolve the baseline and play around with it a little bit more like, yeah. you know, uh, mm. a la James Jameson or, you know, yeah. Bootsy or anything like that. You know, it's, it's, it's alive, but it's still that baseline. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting to note too, this happens in jam sessions. It comes up. This key is different than like the old school real book key. It doesn't start in C minor. This is C sharp minor or D flat minor, however you want to call it, right? Right, right. E sharp to B, D, E, F sharp, G sharp. It's a different thing. Huh. And and the next cut I've got, they actually move it down a half step. I don't I don't know why that became a thing. Do you... to, to B? To what, what no, 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 down down to the where the first chord is is C minor instead C of C minor. Okay, so what you just said. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but it's it it it's come up to uh in a couple of places jam sessions and just playing the tune, uh where it's like I'll start it in C sharp, and a horn player is like I don't know it in that key. I was like, why don't you know it in that key? That's the recording. <laughs> what are you talking about? You called it. Uh, anyways, and it's like okay, I'll play it down a half step. It's easy enough to do, but um. There's just, you know, it's it's a hip recording, obviously. Uh, one thing that stands out is Lenny White's bass drum sound. Oh, and this. Yeah. That's yeah. that's a whole that's a whole vibe right there. It's, it's you, you talk about on, on the record in general or just on, on Red Clay or or Yeah, yeah. Well, particularly on that cut that we just heard. Oh, like, it in was a- interesting how it, it was I don't know. It's very interesting. Really? Yes. Yeah. It yeah. was like right in the mode where where Ron is almost. Like I could Sometimes I couldn't differentiate where Ron was and where he, where the bass drum was. It, it, it didn't uh, actually bother me. Actually, it was a hip sound still. But I, I sure. never talking about fresh airs. I was like, oh wow, that's there's something to that, you know. Uh, definitely, definitely. And to 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 your point about keys, Equinox is another mm, tune yes. that mm-hmm. somehow ended up in C minor. Right. But actually was recording C sharp minor. I had to think about it for a second. I was like, there's something else. This that you know, I get it. I mean, people are like, no, it's easier to play in C sharp, so let's do it. You know, whatever. Right. 
You know? Yeah. What do you want to play? A C blues or a D flat blues? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, they're not that big. It's yeah, yeah. You would, you would learn it Hello. in the key. <laughs> that being said, let's mm -hmm. check out another recording of Red Clay. There are a bunch of recordings of them, but this one, uh, this next one, I wanted to pull up uh, is uh, by Jack Wilkins, great guitar mm -hmm. player. This is just a few years later. This is 1973. The previous recording with Freddie Hubbard was 1970. Uh, this is a Jack Wilkins recording with Michael Moore on bass and Bill Goodwin on drums. Uh, Michael Moore, I, I'm a big fan of Michael Moore's, uh, and I've only known him to play upright. And when I realized that he was playing electric on this, I, I kind of, I, I, you know, I, it kind of blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even think he, you know, much like Ron, if you think nowadays, Right. Okay. No, you're not going to hear any new recording coming out. Maybe with Ron Carter, you know, no. it's presumptuous. No. But you would that would be a you know you would think that would be yeah. the case. Uh, same same with Michael Moore. I think about him playing upright bass. You know, yeah. Dave Brubeck, a bunch of different people. You know, right. etc. But and here they cut the track down to C minor. So just three years later, it's already moved down a little bit. Anyways, I'm talking. Let's hear it play, and then we'll talk a little bit more. Here's Jack Wilkins playing Red Clay. That's a lot of guitar. That's a lot of guitar coming out of Jack. Sorry, did you say that? Who, who was playing drums on that? Did you say? Bill Goodwin. Bill Goodwin. Bill, Bill Goodwin. I think of him uh, like the George Garzon circle, right? Like, he's a, a, Austin Knight? 
Is he? Uh, actually, I think he's uh, uh, maybe he. Yeah, I think he was for a while, but I know he lives kind of um, in between now, kind of like in the Jersey area. A super oh, okay. like cool dude, cool yeah. like beautiful personality. Even to, well, actually, I think did he pass actually? But anyway, but I hope not. Hope you haven't. I'm spewing something, but I know I met him some years ago. Uh, and he was so such a warm, warm cat. But mm. I love uh, that, you know, that flat wound P bass or, or jazz bass sound. Mm. I mean, it's so kind of iconic for those times, right? Yeah, and the, the lope and the, the the laid back thing that that they the have lope. on it is so oh, it's so yeah. it feels so good. That's 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 in, that's interesting. I, I wouldn't expect that that was um that was Michael Moore, but maybe it, it 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 also it was like a time, right? It was like the electric bass kind of took over for that, like mm-hmm. that time. Because that was, I guess this was in the seventies, right? Uh, so it's like, it's like, if you didn't know how to play the instrument, it was like this thing, you know, like you, yeah, you better, if you want to work, you better know. And I mean, obviously a lot of people, you know, got on that train for a second if they want to work, because there was plenty of work to do probably mm-hmm. on both. But, you know, mm-hmm. if you want to do, do that and so that was the sound for a minute and then you know as time went on people were like well you know i still have affinity from this instrument i'm gonna go here i'll stay there i'll do both you know sure. it's it's i think it's it was probably even probably the norm that you actually doubled at right. in that time right yeah, yeah it's definitely. not only until like i feel like, like today huh like today like, too you that should. that you that what what you think you should, be, you should be able to double today you should uh, be able to do but do you think it's actually the norm Mm, no, it's not. No, I think uh, I think upright players are more adept at doubling on electric, and not right. the other way around. I exactly. think cats that identify as electric bass players don't don't often play the upright. Exactly. Yeah. That's what that's what I'm getting at. Is that yeah. it seems like it's either either or most mm. of the time. I mm. mean, I remember when I was when I was coming up actually in Boston when I came from uh, Berkeley, sorry, when I came to Berkeley from St. Thomas, uh, I had people who knew me play electric bass. I had people who knew me play upright bass. And they, ne- they never like didn't crossed. They oh, never yeah. crossed. Yeah, yeah. Almost never. And until some, as time went on, of course, when people were like, oh, wait, oh, you play that too? Oh, you play that too? And then, you know, then it, you know, it became a thing for a while. But mm-hmm. then, then, you know, the electric side, it didn't fade away. It didn't leave, but it definitely went down the more people saw me play upright bass so mm. it was kind of this you know it started to be this like oh well i mean this is what it is yeah. you know and, it, and it's fluctuated over over the years but uh you know you know you know big ups to both instruments you know be able to oh for to real do both yeah. if you can please you know yeah definitely there is Sorry. so much pocket in that particular recording mm-hmm. though i mean i i i want to say i like that tempo Yes. Be- better than the original even and that's a yes. personal no knock obviously yes. on the great recording yes. of Freddie Hubbard of course. but mm-hmm. that that as you said that lope that feel <laughs> like that that pocket you know it's just mm-hmm. so it's big and open you hear the mm-hmm. melody in the drums starting off too which I really dig but the mm-hmm. sound that that uh, Michael Moore is getting on his bass yeah with those yes. flat flat wounds and it sounds like yeah. a P bass that it's really clear. fat sound and where he's putting everything sounds mm-hmm. great so uh, yeah beautiful it's down a half step. That's that's its C minor vibe. I wanted to really quick play something else. There is a really famous sample of that particular recording mm. uh, that was adopted by Tribe Called Quest, 
on the great album Midnight Marauders. Most everybody's heard Tribe Called Quest, and this is a you know just an album that everybody's heard. Yes, but so, yeah, and it, I was I, we were talking about this earlier. If I play this uh, the Red Clay bass line to some right. like hip hop heads, they're not right, going right. to say, "Oh, that's Red Clay." They'll right. say, "Oh, that's oh, I love Tribe," you know, right, right, <laughs> you know, exactly. like Midnight Marauders, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. it's that's a whole another thing. So that bass line has just taken on new life. Uh, uh, you know, and it's and it's actually from this Jack Wilkins recording, from what I wow. from what I learned from doing some research. So wow. I'm just going to play a little bit of that. This is sampled, and it's moved up actually uh, to where they're in F minor, just to make wow. it for what fit for the beat. You know what I mean? But it still sounds. It's still got that. You know, it's still got the vibe. Obviously. Wow. So trivia, this is man. hey, That's right? Trivia. I, I didn't know. know. I had to dig yeah. in. So I've yeah. heard this recording since I was a teenager. Obviously, you know. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. just like man, that's that's cool. Uh, so I'll just let a little bit of it play. If you have any youngins around, you might want to cover their ears for a minute. Tribe, just keep it real. But I'll, I'll just say it that way. <laughs> but this right, right, is right. a Tribe Called Quest Mid- on the Midnight Marauders album. And if you want to mm-hmm. see the track that we're talking about, check out the Spotify playlist that's accompanied with this podcast. You can hear the whole thing. But I'm just going to let a bit of it play and you hear some of this red clay bass line here. Here we go. Peace of the nigga, whoever you are. Peace of the nigga, whoever you are. Peace of the nigga, peace of the nigga, whoever you are. Whoever you are. Peace of the nigga, whoever you are. Peace of the nigga, whoever you are. I be hating sucker MCs and the sucker niggas posing like they hard when we know they damn hard. What's your figure? Round wise, I do the figure eight so concisely. Musically, we are the herbs, so sit back and light me. Inhale. My style is kind of fat, reminiscent of a whale. Young girls' desires for the females' dreams. I'll be the abstract poetic representing for queens. Socially, I'm not a name. Black and white got game. If you came to the jam, well, I'm glad you came. See, nigga first was used back in the deep south. Falling out between the dome of the white man's mouth. It means that we will never grow. You know the word, dummy. Upper niggas in the community think it's crummy. But I don't. Neither does the youth, because we am. Race adversity, it goes right with the race And being that we use it as a term of endearment Niggas start to bug to the domas where the fear went Now the little shorty say it all of the time And a whole bunch of niggas throw the word in a rhyme Yo, I start to flinch as I try not to say it Yeah, <laughs> and that's the great, that's the great Q-tip Putting right. all of that together, you know, digging right. deep in the in the, the jazz crates, obviously But making that Love feel it. so good, yeah, taking no. on a whole new life Getting risque on, on upright citizens. What's up? Bring it. Bring in the truth. Bring in the truth. And the music is all in the music, people. Amen. Uh, and the bass lines, obviously. Hello. Hello. Hey, man. Hey, Bob. Thank you for sh- giving me those gems. Taking thank me you. back. Man. Taking me back. Taking me forward. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, some of it is, even if it's back in the 70s, it's still bringing some new, fresh you know music and approach that's that has that's inspiring me you know every day i appreciate i appreciate these sessions we're able to have and um, me too. Me let's too. do it again really soon all right sounds good thanks so much right, Ruben. Man. Peace. Take care. <laughs>